springtime is my favorite time to be quiet and calm. I hope you don't need hype man in the mornings because if you do, you should probably go look for a different podcast. <laughs> I need things very soft and gentle. I'm so thankful for God's love and mercy. I'm so thankful for His grace. I'm thankful that you join me in the mornings or whenever you do your devotionals that you include me. I want to talk today about the advantages of praying in tongues. The advantages of praying in tongues. So when we talk to God, there are, I don't, I don't know if I would call it levels of praying or kinds of praying. In some ways I see it as levels, like I do see some being more deep than others, but I think that may depend on the scenario. But what I mean is you can talk to God in your mind without speaking. Now, I'm an English speaker, and so if you're listening to me right now, I assume that you also at least understand English, if not speak it as well. So you can think thoughts toward God, and God can, for me, generally how he does talk back to me is through thoughts. They are, I can distinguish the difference in the thoughts. They are thoughts that are bigger than me. Um, when I feel the Lord speaking to me, the, the thoughts are, are broader, I, I just bigger than me. That's the only way I can think about it. You know, like I, I know how my thought process works through the day. And when I have these, these thoughts that are bigger than me, I recognize them because they are unlike me. So praying, you can pray to the Lord in your mind. And then another way to pray is to speak to the Lord in whatever language you speak. For me, that's English. For French people, it will be French. I'm right now in Korea. So for these people here, it will be Korean. For my Chinese friends, it's going to be Mandarin or one of the languages that, it's, that are over in China. For my Hispanic friends, it will be Spanish and so forth and so on. And that's a very powerful way to pray because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so even if you are 
not praying, if you are just speaking uh, into your home, if you are just speaking on your job and your workplace, and you are speaking negatively, well then that is you are speaking life into negativity and death into goodness. But if you speak peace, if you speak joy, if you speak in a fruitful way, then you are speaking life into peace and into joy. You are speaking that into your home, into your children, into chaos. The power of life and death is already in the tongue. God created you with that power. And so when you combine the power of life and death is in the tongue with purposefully engaging God to partner with your words. You have upped your game big time. So thoughts are, are powerful. Those meditations on the Lord, those are powerful. But when you begin to speak them, the impact that has is beyond our understanding. But there is an even, uh, there is another way. There is an even deeper, broader way to pray. And that is praying in tongues, speaking with new tongues. Jesus said in Mark 16, 17, that there would be signs following those people who believed. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. There's going to be some signs that follow believers. One of them is we're not going to be afraid of devils. In my name shall they cast out devils. But also they shall speak with new tongues. So Jesus said ahead of time, believers were going to be speaking with tongues. And then we see that fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 verse 4. It says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That all is referring to the 120 who had gathered in the upper room after Christ's death, burial, resurrection. And then when Christ was ascending, his last words to them were, go wait in Jerusalem until you're filled with power from on high. And that's what they did. And in Acts chapter 2, if you read all of that, then you will find this story where they are all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues. And then you move further into the book of Acts and you find other people um, in Acts 8. You find another uh, group of people. They were, when I say group, I'm, I'm moving into nationalities, into races, uh, into ethnicities, because in Acts 8, you've got the Samaritans, the people who lived in Samaria. I, I don't know if you remember the story of the woman at the well that Jesus spoke to. In Acts 8, Philip is there having a mighty revival and 
they had repented, they had been receiving the word of God, um, but they had not been praying in the Holy Ghost yet. And we know that because in Acts 8.15, it says that, that uh, Peter and they that had come from Jerusalem to Samaria, because Philip had told them, these people are receiving the word, but they're not being filled with the Holy Ghost. So they came from Jerusalem and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And then verse 16 lets us know, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So they had they had lived, they had uh, been repentant, they had brought forth fruit, meat for repentance, they had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, but they had not been filled with the Holy Ghost yet. And in verse 17, then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. And verse 18 gives us a, an insight because it says, when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. So there was an outward visible occurrence that Simon saw. And we know when we look at Acts chapter 2 that they were speaking in tongues. And you look at Acts chapter 10 verse 46 and you find Peter explaining to other Jewish people because of course throughout the entire history of religion only the Jews had that true relationship and communication back and forth with God in mass. Um, the Jewish people were God's special chosen people. And so when Peter went and preached to Italians, he got in trouble. <laughs> and Peter said, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I was, I was preaching. God sent me to preach and I was just obeying God. And we knew they had received the Holy Ghost. Acts 10.46 says, For they heard them speak with tongues. And so um, we know that speaking in tongues is a very valuable thing. It's such a valuable thing that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39, the Apostle Paul tells the brethren, Forbid not to speak with tongues. Don't forbid people to speak with tongues. Let them, let this come forth out of them. So why, why speak in tongues? James gives us an insight to the trouble of our tongue. And he says in James 3 verse 7, People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, fish. Verse 8, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. So, I believe, and this is just my opinion, but I believe that the reason speaking in tongues is a part of a depth of experience with God is because it's a level of surrender to God that is beneficial to our living. 
to get to a place where you're speaking in tongues, you, you have got to really surrender, die out to yourself, die out to your inhibitions, die out to your concerns about what you'll look like, what you'll sound like. Uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15:31, I die daily. That's an important aspect to our, our ability to live an abundant life. We have got to kill our personal ambitions, our, our personal plans, and, and pray, not my will, but thy will be done, as Jesus prayed in the garden. Jesus also said, in Luke 9:23 if any man will come after me let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me as a matter of fact i'll say it more exact jesus said take up his cross daily because one time of carrying your cross does not get the job done because our dna our fleshly desires wake up every day and we have got to crucify our affections and lusts every single day. When it comes to living a life of freedom, freedom from cares of this world, freedom in the spirit, when it comes to living a life of freedom, we must be renewed. Ephesians 4.23 lets us know that we need to be renewed in the spirit of our minds because our negativity will come back, our hopelessness will come back, our pride, our arrogance, it, it will come back if we, if we do not renew ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Romans 12.2 says, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's important that we plug in, like a, like a phone needs, needs to be plugged into its, its charging dock to reload that battery. To renew our mind, we need to plug back into our Creator. And plugging in in a way where we're thinking about him, where our thoughts are meditating on the Lord, that's good, that's healthy, that's going to help you. And then you're going to be able to quadruple the power of prayer when you go beyond just thinking on the Lord and you move into speaking those, those deep thoughts that come to you. When you begin to speak life to those thoughts that come to you, thoughts about your children's success, thoughts about your work success, when you begin to speak life into the, those thoughts that are coming, when you do that, that's a very powerful thing and that will strengthen you. But if we will take advantage of the Spirit of God that wants to dwell in us and that can and does dwell in us in Romans 8 9 it says you are not in the flesh but of the Spirit if the Spirit of God dwells in you if the Spirit of God dwells in you and 
if you are wondering whether or not the Spirit of God dwells in you, you can go back to what I refer to at the beginning of today's devotional. They knew they were filled with the Holy Ghost because they spoke with tongues. And so you want to, in your personal prayer time and in your endeavors of drawing closer to the Lord, you want to get to a place where you are speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance. No man can teach you to do this. The the same way that you you engage in... Uh, my goodness, so many natural things are coming to mind that, that we do. Breathing. Nobody needs to teach you to breathe. You just naturally do it when you are born. When you are born again, you will begin to speak with other tongues. It will rise up out of you. Sometimes it will feel like a wail, some like a, a cry. Sometimes it will feel like a laughter bubbling out of you. I, I've heard it described all kinds of different ways it's as unique as the person who is speaking in tongues the only thing that is the same person to person is speaking with new tongues there is a babble that comes out of you that it's it's not a language that you know but it is a beautiful powerful thing and the reason we want to pray in that way we find in Jude chapter 1 verse 20 but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost you build yourself in you on your faith this faith walk that you are taking this walk of faith we walk by faith and not by sight well sometimes it gets weary and sometimes uh we we have not been being renewed in our mind and and we've not been taking time to focus or or we feel hopeless and, and i'll bet if we took time and questioned When's the last time I prayed in tongues? It will be a while. And so you build yourself on your faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. Having a good cry is is wonderful. It feels good to have a good cry. It's very cathartic. But having a good cry does not build up your most holy faith if you've if you've got things that you are needing to push through some things you need to see accomplished in the spirit maybe in your own mind maybe some attitudes you need to get over or some victories you need to win and you're having a hard time getting there and believing that you can get there you need to build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And I love Paul's attitude about praying in the Holy Ghost. He, he says in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than ye all. <laughs> I just love that he's not, he doesn't feel at all intimidated or arrogant or... He just, 
he just says, I speak in tongues more than all of you. And I think maybe when you read about all Paul went through with the shipwrecks and the, and the stripes he took and the stoning and all, all the persecution and difficulties he went through, he needed to pray in the Holy Ghost to keep his hope alive, his faith alive, his focus on, on reaching toward that prize. I, I urge you, seek the Lord to speak in tongues more often. Get in a place where you can speak in tongues, pray in the Holy Ghost. Get with people that would encourage it in you. Surround yourself with with people who do not think it's weird to speak in tongues or or denies that it's for modern day. Don't surround yourself with that kind of doubt. Get with people who who enjoy it, who participate in it, so that you can engage in it. God does not love one person more than another. The Spirit of God wants to live in you and like living water bubble out of you. God bless you.